Hi, my name is Sarah Bentley Pearson, and I am excited to share my podcast, which features wonderful talent that I've been so lucky to discover in the Southeast. This was born out of a list that I created in 2015 called Sarah's List, and through my work in real estate, which I've been doing since 2005, and styling work, and just my personal life and my personal interests, I've been able to meet so many wonderful people, and I'm excited to share them with you. Well, Andrew, thank you for coming. Pleasure. I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear about the coffee because I've known you and Amber, your wife, since 2011. I met Amber at... Uh, landmark education when I was getting a divorce right. and it was like a major kind of breakthrough time. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say this is kind of a personal thing, but it's, it's really, I almost want to cry when I think about it is that I came to your house on November 11th, 2011. So it was 11, wow. 11, 11. And you and Amber were taking the time to like reaffirm your relationship. You were somewhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you were. And I thought, I want that. Yeah. That really moved me and um, getting to know Amber and doing all the personal work that we've done. And I think you and I have had some personal conversations about yeah. life and men and what men want and, what <laughs> and all that stuff. So that was kind of a cool way of meeting you. It was never yeah. really business. It always felt really personal. But I do want to talk about purity because I am excited to hear about coffee and all of that. But why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself, like how you got here? Okay. Well, it's, I'll give you the sort of shorter version, but um, originally from England. Um, and uh, and when I was 19, I decided to travel around uh, Europe. And so I hitchhiked around Europe. And then I uh, got enough money, which is about $1,000 to hitchhike, uh, start in New York and hitchhiked across the States. And uh, For a thousand bucks? For a thousand bucks. Coast to coast? Three months. It took me, it took, I spent a thousand dollars in three months because everything was like sleeping on dorm room floors. And, like youth and hostels doing, and stuff like that, or not even that fancy? The, not even that fancy. I actually bought a tent mm-hmm. uh, with my backpack. And so, when I was hitchhiking, I thought, okay, I can't afford it $1,000 to pay for any hotels. So I'm either going to pitch a tent every night or I'm going to, uh, you know, maybe someone's going to put me up or whatever. And in three months, literally, I slept rough one time where I had to pitch a tent and I pitched a tent oh, on a wow. golf course. Wow. Well, that's not a bad spot. Anyway. It was it, it was middle of the, the night. It looked like a plain sort of like patch of grass to pitch a pitch a tent on. And then I found about five o'clock in the morning that people play golf really early. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, well, so okay, so you come and then that's what brought you to the U.S. Yeah. And then what were you doing here? Was that just to like to come and see the U.S. or were you thinking you wanted to work here or what? No, I, I really wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started working, you know, waiter, busboy, that sort of thing. And I started my first business um, uh, when I was 21 on the border of Mexico and uh, and the U.S. in, you know, Tijuana. So um, Tijuana and San Diego. And this was like the the computer sort of... what. what what exactly was that? It's but it's the- very different part of my life. It was a long distance phone company. So, I mean, basically the best way to describe it is if you were calling from Tijuana, Mexico, across the border to the US, um, or let's say Japan, you wanted to send a fax, it was $21 and a, and a three minute minimum. So a fax would cost $21. 
you just dial across the border, I put a switch across the border, and then you could dial anywhere in the world, and you could save about 50% on your phone bill, and that was the first business that I set up. Pre-WhatsApp. Pre-WhatsApp, pre-MCI <laughs> pre, pre yeah. calling cards, all that sort <laughs> right. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting how yeah. much we used to spend for things that yeah. are now free, yeah. pretty much. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We just, I explain that to my daughter, Leela. It's just like things that we take for granted now. You know, things like, you know, having, no one buys a calculator anymore. It's on your phone. No one right. buys a, a camera, really. It's on your phone. I mean, just, it, there's so many things that if are. If you want to um, cheat, it's yeah. on your phone. That's Google. right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's much easier. And yeah. and so along that, you started that business. And then um, I understand that you met Amber doing Tony Robbins, which I think is really cool. I've done a lot of personal work, too. Yeah. And so what how how far were you into your business when you injected Tony into your business? Um I'd be interested in his work sort of reading his books, but the first talk that I went to was in London and I think it was probably like 30 early 30s um when I did his first events. But I mean he's He's incredible. If you haven't had a chance to go and see him or anyone who hasn't had a chance to go and see him, it's just so worth it because nobody is a better public speaker than well, Tony. He, you know, the thing is, is I've listened to him for mm -hmm. years. And, you know, when I did Landmark and then I did a lot of personal work with Amber, I've, I feel like a lot of that work sort of crosses over. But I did UPW with mm -hmm. a girlfriend who's now my partner here, Michelle Wing. We went to New York and did it. And, you know, we walked on fire yeah. and all of that. Which that part was my favorite part. The yeah. other part was like, you know, it's it's midnight. I'm exhausted. Like yeah. I don't need to keep doing this. But I had a dream that like he was like my boyfriend or whatever. And I was woke up and I was like, I'm so lame. How many women in here are having the same dream? Like he's just so he has that perfect balance of feminine and really masculine. Like yeah. that he can touch touch those points. Well, he he leans masculine, but the fact mm. that he can touch those really sensitive parts makes him like smoking hot. Plus he, he really is, um, he just kind of says things that seem like that you can change your state and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I have to even say it to myself, like change your state, get up. Yeah, t Tony's very, very good, and I consider him a friend. We've I've done pretty much all of his courses and and spent you know reasonable time with him. But neuro linguistic programming, which is his focus, which is the idea of embedded commands, there's things that are happening below below the scenes that you just have no idea. Meaning, like I'm sure the fact that you feel that way, a lot of other women feel that way. It's it's in, he knows how to capture an audience. He knows how he's talking to different groups. He's it's well, and he's very up conscious. there with those big arms, yeah. sort of godlike, and that's mm -hmm. why when I woke up, I was like, "I'm so lame." Like he's got in my brain, <laughs> but, but I do think that that you know, I think that he has a lot to offer. And um, did you feel like doing that work helped you eventually get to purity? I mean, were you were you able? Well, I guess you were able to be successful with a business, and you knew how to run a business. Yeah, I mean. He, he's one source of amazing information. I mean, there's great sources um, out there, but he's he ranks in the top four or five sources that I would say that have influenced my my life. So yeah, I'd say very you know influential. So do you, you still have the other businesses too, don't you? One. One. When I sold I sold Corsidian um, 
2011, and, and that's sort of the reason that I had this sort of change of direction in the company. I went from I went from selling software, which was contact center software in Latin America, mm -hmm. um, very big sales. We knew the top hundred customers we cared about in Latin America, million dollar sales that would take sort of 18 months on average to close, to selling a twenty dollar bag of coffee. I mean, it couldn't be more different. <laughs> But there's volume there, and everybody likes coffee. Yeah, that's true. But tell, but tell me, tell me why coffee? I mean, because at the end of the day, you were really a businessman. But yeah. this has become a passion for yeah. you and your family. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. It's not initially, and it started off because Amber was having some health issues. Mm -hmm. So we think. You know, I don't know whether it's adrenal fatigue or there was some, some mold toxicity problems, but she was just having some low energy, very difficult to get out of bed in the morning. I remember that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and she was just self-medicating, like a lot of people do, by drinking lots of coffee. And I was a tea drinker at the time. So, mm. I mean, I've never really been a serious coffee drinker until I started this business. And as a tea drinker, I was trying to persuade her, slow down your coffee consumption because you're not doing yourself any favors. You're giving yourself caffeine, energy, you know, when your body is saying you're really tired. Well, and my you know? husband, Jim, like yeah. literally drinks like 35 cups a day. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And I'm kind of doing what yeah. you were doing. Like, yeah. this can't be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started studying it. And I, uh, you know, Amber was sort of defensive. And she said, you know, you want me to give up my coffee? You better come with a lot of evidence. I mean, you really need to prove it. And so I said, fine. And, um, and I met through a friend of mine, two professors at the Institute of Coffee Studies in Vanderbilt. And they explained to me, look, there's a huge gap between the knowledge gap between what the scientific community knows about the health benefits of coffee and what the general public knows. And coffee is incredibly good for you if it's treated in the right way. And so that that sort of set me down this path where I really didn't think it was necessarily going to be a business until maybe two years in on the research and development side. And then I thought, you know, this is this is too big an opportunity that, that people should know that the health benefits of coffee are pretty incredible if coffee is handled in the right way. If so if it's produced in the right way. And like the, the you had mentioned to me once, like that there's a lot of coffees out there that actually have mold in them. Is that right? There's, there's things that, so I'd say this, the, the starting point is this. There's 19,000 studies on coffee and health. Um, they're incontrovertible in terms of like the health benefits of coffee. But the health benefits of coffee come from a thing called chlorogenic acids, which are the antioxidants in the coffee. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you want to have the most antioxidants. You want to avoid any of the bad stuff. So there's things like, you know, mycotoxins, uh, mold that it comes. Mycotoxins come from mold mm -hmm. and they come from poor farming practices and so there are molds, heavy metals, you know, other problems with the coffee. But what you really need to focus on are the antioxidants. You want, of course, it to be without mold, but antioxidants are what matter. So is it bad that in general I only drink one cup a day? Well, it's two pods of like, you know, I have the Nespresso and I do my almond milk and a touch of stevia and that you know, gets me going, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. And then I move to water and lemon for the rest of the day. The funny thing about coffee is it's uh, um, it's dose-dependent. In other words, it used to, you know, people used to say, oh, too much of a good thing, and, you know, they, you don't drink too much coffee. Well, what they found in all of these studies is the more coffee you drink, the better it is for you. I mean, if you're drinking good quality coffee, especially in things like liver toxicity, uh, fatty liver, reducing risk of, of liver problems, prevention of type 2 diabetes, so it actually is dose dependent. If you can drink a little bit more coffee or do a half calf or put a, you know, or decaffeinated coffee, much better for you to drink more than less. So 
Is decaffeinated coffee as good for you as caffeinated coffee? It, there's, there's four ways of decaffeinating coffee. Two of them are healthy, two are unhealthy. The healthy way is decaffeinating coffee, a Swiss water process, and a thing called critical CO2. The first two use um, chemicals and that are very bad and they leach the antioxidants from the coffee. So um, if you're drinking good quality decaf, it's as good for you as regular caffeinated coffee, as long as the chlorogenic acids are there, which, are, which you would get if it's good quality decaf. So. Um, Purity, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's only a few weird cases like Parkinson's, um, people who, who are at risk of Parkinson's or have Parkinson's want to have the caffeine element to the mm. coffee as well. Okay. Yeah. See, I just, for me, there if I drink too much coffee and Pearson, my son, is the same way, it's kind of like I can't sleep. It interrupts my sleep. And, and maybe that's because I don't drink enough. And if I drank more, I would get more used to it. But I really need my eight hours I'm one of these like I can't survive on five yeah I can for a day or two but then I you know feel drunk or something you're probably a slow metabolizer of caffeine so you can do it like a DNA test and you're like 23 and me and it'll show whether you're a fast or a slow metabolizer of caffeine like I can have a double espresso and go to sleep like a baby but people who are who are um, slow metabolizers of caffeine it can take you know eight hours for them to get it through their system. So you have to be more sensitive to the caffeine. It must be, but is does that have anything to do with your actual metabolism, slow metabolizing caffeine? Because I feel like I have a pretty decent metabolism, mm-hmm. but... I think from what I understand, the way it was explained to me, it's just the way you metabolize caffeine. Mm. So it doesn't mean that, you know, if you, you can metabolize other drugs in different ways and you can have different tolerances, um, but it's all based on your DNA. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, is is purity kind of, are you are you ramping up into the health space? Is that is that really what your point of your coffee is? Because I mean, there's all different types of coffee out there. There's Dunkin' Donuts yeah. and there, you know, yeah. I mean, you're, you're in the health space of coffee. Yeah, I mean, our focus has always been, our North Star is every decision based on health. So when I started looking into the health benefits of coffee and, you know, in these early days, I, I worked with Professor Adriana Farrar, who's one of the top coffee scientists in the world in the University of Brazil. And so we went through all the different steps, you know, everything from the from the land, the soil quality, the type of cultivar of the coffee, the altitude it's grown at, how the coffee is roasted, how it's processed, how it's packaged. I mean, there's just, you know, hundreds of little decisions that you can make. Um, but I asked her, okay, well, what's the best coffee I can buy for Amber's Health? I mean, it could have stopped right there. Right. Just tell me the brand of coffee that's doing the best job for health, and I'll just go and buy that. Right. And that's when she said, there is none. There is no coffee company that makes every decision based on health. I can tell you what you should ask for. I can tell you you want to get organic coffee and you want it to be tested to be free of mycotoxins and you want one that's going to be high in antioxidants and you want a coffee that's you know bird friendly, hand-picked, hand-selected, and there's all health reasons for that. So that she could give me a shopping list of what I would look for in a coffee, but there was no particular brand of coffee that was doing it. So our North Star has always been for the health conscious person, we're making every decision based on health so they don't have to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I knew that I knew that you were, that was your point, but I, I really like that that's how you were consciously making every decision. Yeah. And what about, um, you were saying even the bags, what makes the bags healthy versus? 
it's 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 so interesting. So every step of this the, this process, you can start at the beginning from organic and the, the quality of the soil. But if you can do all of these things right, and if at the very end you roast the coffee and you put it in a bag, and somebody keeps that bag for say two or three weeks, um, that coffee becomes stale. Or if that coffee is ground then the moment you open the bag, it becomes stale. So there's a thing called the rule of 15, which is that, that, that green coffee, which is not roasted, lasts about 15 months that it's fresh. Roasted coffee, about 15 days, and ground coffee, about 15 minutes. So the staling of coffee, you can make all these decisions about the antioxidants in coffee, and if your coffee becomes stale because it's got the wrong bag that doesn't have a, an oxygen barrier in the bag, then you're losing a lot of the antioxidants. So there's just one weird thing that, you know, every decision based on health means that we don't sell ground coffee for the simple reason that the rest of the coffee after your first pot is not going to have the same level wow. of antioxidants. And so, you know, and that's a, that's a great I, example of a decision where 70% of people buy coffee ground. I do. Yeah. Because I don't want to see like all the crumbs on my counters. So. That's it. <laughs> okay, now, now I have to get a better grinder that is bigger. Because it's do. also, they're like so little and, you know, yeah. it, there's has to be. Okay. If you get a really good grinder, your experience massively changes with coffee. I mean, when you taste fresh coffee, freshly ground, yeah, it's, it's a different world. And are you operating in that Nespresso space and doing pods and any of that yet? We're starting to. So we started off with K-Cups, um, the, the, the recyclable K-Cups. Mm -hmm. We wanted to then move to a thing called Pocket Purity, which is our coffee in a tea bag. Mm -hmm. So we basically sort of pioneered that move. And now a lot of other companies are starting to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's our fresh ground coffee in a tea bag, and you can sort of dunk it. And then we're going to move to an espresso pods as well. Yeah, because I, I like the, you know, the really dense coffee and then doing coconut milk or almond yeah. milk and I then add water. I like a whole thing with the cinnamon and, you know, yeah. and, that, and I really savor that cup in the morning. It, it's, it's part of my ritual after I meditate. Yeah. I'm trying to get back to that again, too, because it's like, I just feel like... As I've gotten older, I have much more anxiety. I mm. never had anxiety when I was younger. Like I could just float through my bullshit. And maybe we understand the world better. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. It's like, I see what's happening here. I'm yeah. not as happy to it. But I definitely feel that the, the meditation, you know, you're supposed to do it before you have your cup of coffee. Doing that and then having that nice cup of coffee and, you know, starting my day out it's such a beautiful ritual but yeah. i know um my husband jim like literally powers through coffee yeah for like 12 hours yeah yep <laughs> i know I you know relate. he has all these things that he does and i'm like you know i'm probably gonna die first because it's it's yeah. just it's just it's just the way it is <laughs> <laughs> but, but i think like anything in excess so you still think like that's okay to drink coffee from morning to night as I, you're as you're as your water, essentially? The big caveat is this. Pay attention to your body. So um, the, the people are sensitive to different things and also the quality of your coffee. So the coffee needs to be organic because the level of pesticides that are used to treat coffee, um, one, it's increasing, but two, the quality of the pesticides, things like endosulfin and glyphosate, stuff that's banned in the U.S. is used in countries, you know, because it's cheaper, like Latin, Latin American countries. Right. So 
there's a quality issue, and that's step number one. And the second one is just pay attention to your body. If you're experiencing jitters, nervousness, cold sweats, that sort of thing, that's not a, a representation of coffee. That's a representation of bad coffee. Mm. In other words, if you experience those things, it's because you're, you're drinking too much bad coffee. Oh, wow. You should not have those symptoms with good quality coffee. So how are you supposed to feel? If, what, what is your recommended dose? I mean, I drink, I drink maybe, let's think about this, probably six to eight cups or so a day. I mean, you know. And are you drinking it black? Black, yeah. See, I, I don't have a taste for that. Drink your I, coffee naked. That's the only way. Really? Like <laughs> you right. put it on ice or something? I don't know. No. Like hot black coffee to me does not do it for me. I would much rather have water with lemon. Yeah. No, it's. I guess it's personal taste, but I love black coffee. And Amber has black coffee. We have our sort of purity huddles in the morning, and it's always just plain black coffee. Okay. You know? Maybe. I, I, I know when people are trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know, this, the, the Starbucks thing is hilarious to me because my kids love to go to Starbucks. Yeah. You know, we do that drive through and it's like 30 bucks. And I'm like, this is outrageous. Yeah. And they get these sugary drinks. Yeah. And I mean, it's no different than a milkshake. I'm yeah, sorry. No. no. So, you know, that um, Americans are drinking Starbucks thinking with all those syrups and things. Yeah. You know, no, I love Starbucks, whatever. I'm not saying anything bad about Starbucks, but they've made, they've made coffee into milkshakes. Yeah. They have an interesting challenge. You know, their problem is like McDonald's. They want, they want their coffee in Singapore to say, taste the same way as their coffee in Seattle. Right. So since you've got an organic product that's going to taste different around the world because you're buying it from different parts of the world and Starbucks is buying up all sorts of levels of, of, of crop production, they have to make the coffee taste the same. And the way they can do that is over roast the coffee. So that burnt sort of acrid taste you think is coffee is their coffee burnt to the point where everything is similar. Like a burnt steak tastes like a burnt steak. So just burn the hell out of it. And that's why you're experiencing Starbucks tastes the same across. So that's their challenge. The other way to deal with that problem is to put syrups and sugars and things like that. Anything to sort of disguise it Mm. from what it really is naturally. And so, of course, that disguises a lot of defects in the coffee as well. Yeah, I need to get hip because I I, I kind of, I, I guess I'm very American in that way that I'm like, Oh, I just want my Starbucks because I, it's like a comfort. Yeah. But I think, I think now you know thinking about coffee in a different way is yeah. is important. And you know, um, what do you what do you feel like from researching in this space? And I've seen you really change with your health over the years. Yeah. And you really were into like the butter in your coffee yeah. and all that stuff. What was that called again? Well, bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. Is mm. that is that still a thing? It, I still do it. I yeah. still do it as the final cup of coffee. I mean, I'll, sometimes I forget, but, but, but sometimes at about one o'clock, I'll do a butter coffee and I'll put butter, MCT oil, uh, maybe some cinnamon, maybe a protein powder um, in there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It sort of breaks the fast. Um, high fat. Oh, so in other words, you're not eating anything until the afternoon? No. So you're doing intermittent fasting too. Yeah, and I've done that for years. But it's but for me, black coffee is all I I just I don't I don't miss um, breakfast. So for me I don't care. I mean meaning like I don't miss not having breakfast. But when are you hungry? 
About one o'clock. About one o'clock. Yeah. Okay. See, I do the I do the fit for life thing. Like I mm. put a, a little bit of fruit in my body, and yeah. then by noon, I'm I'm really usually pretty hungry. But so you add the the butter to sort of break the fast, and then you'll eat something. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, through all your research, and and did you say um did. Do you have a partner in this business? Yep, John John Butcher. So he's the one who did um, Lifebook. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that work. Yeah. I really, that was one of the things I did with Amber. Mm-hmm. I think I was, it was 2014 or 2015, and I, I really enjoyed that work. You know, when you go through a divorce, you know, your, your world is a little bit like, Okay, what what's the next phase of my life going to be? This this didn't really work for me, or yeah. you know, all the things that I thought were important to me are really not that important to me anymore. I mean, of course, I still like a beautiful house. I'm in real estate; like, I, I love beautiful things. But you sort of that that exercise of going through each phase of your life, financial and your home and your emotional life. And really figuring out what brings you joy yeah. was really amazing to me. And the strategy in how to get it. Yeah. So then I did that and I um, I also wrote my man list. Kind of ah. very, very Amber style. But it's really, his that work is beautiful. So you guys, you did Lifebook with him? Is that how you met him? Um, I'm trying to think the first way. Yeah, I believe it was through Lifebook. It was uh, Amber was doing Lifebook, and then she she started teaching it, and, uh, and that's when I met John. I think we, we we were invited to his house in Chicago at one point. This was you know maybe eight, eight years ago, something like that. He's really into fitness and yeah. health too, right? And that's actually the reason why one of the reasons why we we started doing work together because um, Amber was having these health issues, and I started learning about coffee, and I'm saying like this is crazy, you know. Do we know anybody who's really an expert in coffee? You know, you're an expert in health. What do you think about coffee? And he didn't have any real sort of facts about it apart from he knew what his personal limit was and he knew that after maybe three cups or two cups, he reached that limit and he wouldn't drink anymore. But he didn't know about the health benefits of coffee, but he did make that initial introduction with the uh, professors at the Institute of Coffee Studies in Vanderbilt. Oh, wow. um, Through a friend of his, John Ingram, who was... uh, donated wings to the university um, and they gave me a great reception and they you know the two professors sat down and just educated me you know all about the health benefits of coffee and you know then talked to John about it and uh, that's when we decided that there'd be health conscious people that happen to be coffee drinkers that was our of market. course like everybody yeah. drinks coffee that's right I don't even know anybody who doesn't drink coffee like yeah. I mean yeah I like a tea every once in a while too but like I mean it's just really part of our lives yeah. and um, so tell me, um, what's what's sort of next? I, you had told me you were looking at a farm in Costa Rica. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of good things that have happened recently. We're sort of like a new stage of the company. So this year we were in Inc. Magazine as 193 of the fastest 5,000 companies uh, in the U.S., which is a huge accolade. Right. Um, you know, the, the product has been really well received, and we've got about 19,000 five-star testimonials on our site, and which for a coffee company, that's unheard of. But we made a decision right at the beginning that we were going to make every decision based on health. And what we realized is 
there's another level that we need to pursue. And the other level is we used to just buy a coffee from farmers that fit our criteria. So it had to be organic, regeneratively farmed. It had to be hand-picked, hand-selected, tested for mold, high in, in, in antioxidants. But then we've started to realize that all of the coffee we buy are from farms that are regenerative agriculture farms that have got very good soil conditions. So we've started to buy our own farms. So we bought a first farm in Colombia. We're looking at another car farm in Costa Rica. And the goal is we want to start putting in standards and processes on a farm level to improve the quality of coffee that we that we get in the first place and then translate those standards to other farms we buy from. Kind so of like Tesla. Yeah, it's it, it's a little bit of like putting our money where our mouth is, sort of thing. Right, we're we're right. like, you know. No, but I think I think that's great, and I feel like, I feel like with it. I mean, let's just think about. Well, you didn't grow up in the U.S., but you yeah. know, I remember having my first. Well, I didn't. I sat with my mother as she had an espresso at Harry's Bar in Italy. Okay. And she said to me. Not in Venice, is it? Is yes, that, I think yeah. it was in Venice. But I remember they have another there, one yeah. too. I don't remember. Is it maybe even in Naples? I don't. Maybe. I don't remember. But I was a kid, and she said, "Now, girls, this is real coffee." <laughs> and you know, I didn't really pay much attention to it. But then, we, you know, we moved back from Berlin. I remember seeing like crap coffee. Yeah. And it didn't taste good to me, so I really hadn't had my first cup of coffee until I think I was thirty. Yeah, okay. And I've kind of gone on and off of it, mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes doing green tea, but it, I think, I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, it started with Italy teaching Americans about coffee and then Starbucks, you know, made it, you know, for yeah. the masses and, you know, you're, you're kind of taking that to the next level and it's just, you know, refining, refining, refining. And so, um, is Purity only sold through the website or is it sold... I so right now it's a hundred percent through uh, through the website. Mm -hmm. The reason for that is that that we want to start building education around coffee and health. And I, I don't feel like if you go to Whole Foods and you see 40 different brands of coffee, you're going to walk by our bag and say, I want to pay extra for that without first understanding all the things that we do differently. Mm -hmm. So selling direct to consumer means we cut out the middleman and we can educate our customers. And, you know, it's been a really great way for us to build goodwill and, uh, you know, and, and really sort of a loyal following. So Right. I, 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 was, I was telling you a while ago, like, you know, because I love podcasts, that's why I started this. And it's like, you know, I'm sure Gwyneth Paltrow would really yeah. need to be on Goof for this because you know she's always high, highlighting what's what's healthy. Gwyneth, well, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, Gwyneth, <laughs> we love you. No, but I, do, you know, I do love her. Like, if I'm going to go to a city, I look on Goof. You yeah. know, I trust her opinion, and I like how she's really tested tested the limits and in, in lots of interesting things about health like even yeah you know going to the jungles and Hiawassee yeah. or yeah. Whatever, I don't know yeah. what, what it's called I'm, I'm really curious right now about all of that with the mental health I'm just a little oh, bit, ayahuasca yeah, yeah I'm just a little scared I watched something with Will Smith the other day and it was filmed prior to his uh, really? slapping episode and I was like he's talking about how it's really like sent him out and, and I was like uh -huh. well maybe not because <laughs> he was saying how what a kind of scary experience it, it is and hallucinogenics to me are super scary because yeah. it's like you're on a train and you can't get off yeah yeah and that is frightening to me but the the mind expanding and 
maybe settling some demons, I think, is interesting. It's work on yourself. Yeah. You know, well, there's I lots of ways to work on yourself. I mean, but, you know, and this is one, one avenue. Yeah, and I, I always think about health is that, you know, you only really, you get two sets of teeth, but only one when it really matters. Yeah. And we only get one body, and why wouldn't we do our best to take care of it? Mm -hmm. So I'm really I actually feel bad because I had... I knew about the coffee, but now to really understand it is making me 100% sure, like, I won't five-round coffee anymore. I'm going to be exclusive to you because it's like I really do care about what yeah. I put in my body. It's one of these sort of – if you think about there's, – there's not many things that we do every single day and we never forget. I mean, there's no supplement that I've ever taken that I never forget to take. I never forget to drink my cup of coffee. Well, you don't so, forget to brush your teeth. True, but so if you can, but but if you if you can develop a habit of something that's actually very good for you, you're going to drink coffee anyway. Right. Make a two percent adjustment and drink something that's really good for your health. Right. I mean, that's a that's a huge inflection point. There's a huge there's leverage for you. I mean, so of all the things that we care about, I mean, we could drink you know um, wheatgrass or we can. There's lots of things that we can do that we just end up not doing because they're difficult to do. Drinking a good cup of coffee is not difficult to do. Well, and I know Cameron Diaz is in the space of trying to do that with wine. Mm -hmm. So it's seems like people are really curious about being able to enjoy life pleasures but without doing harm to the body as much as we know today you know so, yeah well um i really wanted to thank you so much for doing this i think no i think it's really awesome and i think you and amber are doing oh i want to hear real quick about the, the sacred cups that amber yeah and you are doing as well can you tell me about that? Yeah, so we're going to do, um, we're doing a white label. So that means that it's going to be a purity coffee that, that Amber has selected. It's going to be a Honduran coffee that fits all of our standards. Um, so it's actually the, 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 the foot of a Mayan pyramid. It's Demeter certified, which means it's all grown, you know, beyond organic. So it's regeneratively farmed, but it's also, it's got a sort of spiritual component to the coffee and they really care about the land. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a purity coffee, but uh, Sacred Cups is all about the ritual of coffee. Mm -hmm. It's about um, what you talked about earlier. It's about in the eye of the storm, sort of like when the world is sort of like, you've got 101 different things to do. If you can just create that moment where you stop and you focus on, you know, a great cup of coffee and, a, and what we call our purity huddles, you know, that's an impactful thing. So we're talking about, it's not going to be under Purity's brand just because it doesn't, um, it's, I don't want to confuse our customers. Right. One brand is all about health but we're going to use the exact same quality of coffee okay. to have a coffee that's more around ritual. And, you know, as you know, Amber and I are very different characters. I mean, I'm, I'm hardcore science and facts and show me the numbers and, and, and Amber's, you know, in touch with a world that I'm not aware of. Well, you know, <laughs> it, ironically, I'm, I'm probably more like you. Yeah. I, in the Myers-Briggs, I am like a man. I'm a, thinker yeah. not a feeler yeah. so I don't really trust my you know I want the facts mm -hmm. and um and I am a judger yeah yeah I and, can relate <laughs> <laughs> and and I I just did um I just did the personality test um that Ray Dalio okay did, have you read his books? I've read his book the 12 isn't it 12 um he's got Ray Dalio's got one about his rules of life well he has a new yeah. book out and he really believes in the testing and I did the test and I came out as a shaper. Well, that stop. This 
top part is I'm a commander, uh-huh. which, you know, and so I can, I can sort of see what needs to be fixed and all of that. It's really annoying for my husband. Yeah. And ironically, my ex-husband called me coach. So it must just be in me. Ah. But I think it's good for parenting. Yeah. Yeah. No, and there's no doubt. It's good for parenting. <laughs> and it, but it means that I'm a leader. Yeah. So, you know, it just is, I, I like to, to see things and, and to improve things. And that's where the self-improvement, I like to improve myself more than others. Of mm-hmm. course, I'm always on that journey. So I'm so excited to hear about this in, in an in-depth way. And, um, Thank you so much for doing this. That was a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me along. That's great. So, Andrew, do you want to do a discount code for all the listeners? Yes, absolutely. Well, just do Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, and how much? 30. Okay, so uh, listeners, let's do this. Everybody get out there and try this amazing coffee. Put in the promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, and go to puritycoffee.com to buy it. And then you can also follow them at Purity Coffee on Instagram. So anyway, it's really exciting. I think you're really kind of in the infancy of this. I think it's it's going to be major because you're really doing something that's super important. So thank you.